0: Welcome to episode 5 of Bullshit-Free Witchcraft, your audio guide to the modern witchcraft movement, minus any, you know, bullshit. I'm your host, Traydorn, and today we're tackling a subject requested by one of you guys, the listeners. Need to come up with a good name for, like, listeners for this show. Anyways, after episode 2, How to Become a Witch, debuted back in September, I got a comment on the Facebook page, which, to paraphrase was disappointed that the episode didn't provide a lot of guidance beyond, quote-unquote, just go do some witchcraft. Uh, She pointed out that isn't exactly super helpful advice for beginners who may be looking at the vast sea of information out there without a good place to start. With that in mind, I figured that would be a great topic to tackle on the show. And so, in this episode, we're going to look at witchcraft from the point of view of a beginner, someone with no idea where to look or what to poke at first and I'm I'm just gonna fully admit that I'm not an expert on everything I'm gonna talk about here it's uh but uh, <laughs> I've done my best I've done research and I'm I've tried to I haven't been a beginner for a long time I haven't had to figure out where to start for you know a couple decades so I had to uh, this I spent a couple months on this and so. Yeah, well, month and a half. Timelines work in a linear fashion. Anyways, let's get started. And before you make your choices, it's probably best to study and learn. Um, In Wicca, the, the, the type of witchcraft I practice, there's a tradition that a newcomer spends a year and a day of study before committing themselves to a path through self-dedication or initiation the, the point of that practice is to spend as much time learning before deciding what route you want to go and while this isn't required for a lot of kinds of witchcraft the idea behind it holds a certain weight for me um, give yourself plenty of time to learn and read before making a decision about what kind of witch you want to be no single source has all the answers so make sure you branch out and that doesn't mean don't do any witchcraft before that year and a day is over, but rather be willing to dabble and know that there's there's a lot of reading to be done. Does that mean read a bunch of books until you find what fe- find things that feel right? Yeah, it actually kind of does. That's that's what we're all kind of stuck with. But at the very least, I can give you a pinch of direction where to start. And also, when I talk about like figuring out what kind of witch you want to dedicate yourself to be um, yeah I don't mean that it means you once you pick a path you have to stick to it. And so don't don't freak out about that idea. All right. the first question anyone doing this sort of thing has to ask themselves is what do I want to get out of witchcraft? And that really lies at the heart of this experience Because there are a lot of reasons That a person might want to get into witchy things Some people are looking for a religious experience Some are looking for a sense of connection To the natural world Some are trying to find a connection to their roots And, and some people just want to do some magical shit And that there's nothing wrong with that last one And, and more often than not Importantly, it, it's a combination of those things too Or none of them People do things for their own reasons, and I don't know you. You have your own stuff to sort out. Anyway, with such a large range of motivations, it's it's hard to build a single guy that's going to suit everyone. I'm I'm going to miss things, so please forgive me if I do. I am I am literally just someone sitting in a room doing their best right now. <laughs> if you're looking to get into a particular thing, like. Divination through scrying or tarot, but don't really have any interest in jumping over the Beltane fire. You're going to have very different needs than someone who is, and so we're gonna. What I'm going to do here is try to break down witchcraft into broad strokes. There, there are really three big categories: um, religious witchcraft, secular witchcraft, and folkloric witchcraft. Uh, religious witchcraft is exactly what it says on the tin. Witchcraft, where religion is at its center. Uh, the biggest of these is, of course, Wicca. I'm a Wiccan, for example. And this covers far more than that, of course. <laughs> but, you know, it's, we, I'm a Wiccan. We like to suck up all the air in the room. You've seen us online. Anyways. Next up is secular witchcraft. Uh, this is witchcraft completely divorced from religion. It's, it's not a new thing, but it's a relatively new term. In all honesty, the first time I came, ran across the term was only a few years ago with the Tumblr blog, Ask Secular Witch. Uh, the idea's been around forever, though. Uh, she certainly didn't spawn it, and it's, it's witchcraft that doesn't have any connection to the divine or a deity. Uh, this doesn't mean that practitioners don't have any religious or spiritual beliefs, of course, just that the magic they do doesn't, doesn't intersect with them at all. Finally, there's what I've termed folkloric witchcraft, and some call this traditional witchcraft, but that can be confusing because some associate that term with British traditional Wicca, so I'm just going to call it folkloric to avoid confusion. Um, And this is witchcraft based off of folklore and traditions either passed down um, generationally or uh, that have been reconstructed from sources but are still just based on cultural tradition. And the reason why I split this off as a separate category is because folkloric can have a spiritual component or it can be completely secular. Um, And more often than not, though, it often feels like it walks a line between the two for a lot of people. So even when it falls into the extremes, it often feels less like Uh, Religious folkloric and secular folkloric witchcraft feel more similar to each other than they do, like say, um, like someone who has you know more of a religious folkloric path. Often that feels more similar to a secular folkloric uh, witchcraft of a similar tradition than say, um, say like a Wiccan or something who has adopted practices into their religious structure, and so it's. Folklore, it tends to be a little messier and dirtier and some people like that. I like that. It's just that it's not what I actually but believe it's I don't know. It's I and even this, like what I've just said is a vast oversimplification. And there's a lot of nuance and we take a closer look. Like things fall between lines, but I'm just trying I'm trying to construct broad strokes to kind of categorize. Um, but, you know, again, let's Let's remember that this is literally meant to be an oversimplification. So, um, yeah. Now, which of these paths you choose to take, again, is going to come down to what you want to get out of witchcraft. And it's, it's, again, it's okay to change what you want over time. We change as people, so it's not uncommon. But let's let's take a closer look at these categories. Whether you dedicate yourself to recreating old traditions, just incorporate a little bit of it into whatever practice you end up with, for folkloric witchcraft, it's actually really hard to tell you where to start because, get this, there are a lot of cultures in the world with a lot of different folklores. Frankly, if you want to dive into your local culture or family folklore, the resources for that are much closer to you than I am. Now I know that telling you to just research your own folklore might seem like a cop out if that's what you're interested in, but it's not. It's just super complicated to fit into a you know less than a half like a twenty minute episode of a podcast. Like that's that's not something I'm going to be able to you know to explain to you uh, <laughs> because again there there are a lot of there are a lot of cultures out there and I just I only know my own and and you don't have to stick to just your own family's folklore you can branch out and look at other ones but there's one thing you really need to be careful of cultural appropriation so chances are if you're listening to this podcast you're a white person from the United States, Canada or the UK You might not be, but odds are, you are. And if you are, you're operating from a place of at least some privilege, and there are some factors you have to consider. You see, you might see some tradition from some other culture that seems pretty neat, but you need to ask yourself some questions first, like, did people who look like me, killer and slave, or overall screw over? People who look like the originals of that particular tradition? If the answer is yes, maybe stay the fuck away from it. Additionally, even if that isn't the case, you should also have to ask, Is this a closed tradition? Would the practitioners of it be angry if an outsider started imitating their sacred rites? If it is, maybe consider putting it the fuck down too. Thanks. Moving on from folklore witchcraft, because again, I don't have a lot more to point you towards. Because again, you're closer to what you'd be interested in than I am. If that's where you want to go, is we're going to move on to religious witchcraft. Um, and now, the easiest form of religious witchcraft to find information about is Wicca. And if that's what you want to dive into, a good place to start is Scott Cunningham's book, uh, A Guide for the Solitary Practitioner. Um, it's a little dated because, you know, it was published in 1988 and Cunningham is dead, so you can't exactly update it. But it's still a really good jumping-off place for Wicca. Um, there are a lot of bad Wicca books, too. Like, honestly, and and I'm I'm just going to give it to you straight, uh, I wouldn't bother with Silver Ravenwolf Uh, She is kind of terrible. Raymond Buckland's Big Blue book is outdated, and there's kind of some gross stuff in there if you look closely. Um, If you're looking at Wicca or any other religious form, though, I really think um, a book you should look at is Margaret Adler's Drawing Down the Moon. It's a detailed history of the modern witchcraft movement and can give you some context to help you critically read any book you end up finding um besides being a witch adler was a journalist and wrote a, it's it's a really unbiased history and so if you find some book on witchcraft contradicting it odds are adler was the right one and you've picked up a text by someone who didn't do their homework and so this this uh, margaret adler's drawing down the moon is really kind of the first step to helping develop a critical eye that that helps put other texts in context because it's 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 well researched it's updated she did multiple updates to the the book before her death. So it's um, it's the 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 most important thing when you're picking up beginner books on Wicca or any other form of religious witchcraft is you you need to develop a meter to whether or not um, the the author is full of crap. Um, <laughs> and it's uh, and so if you learn the history, um, you can find out whether or not the author was full of crap. It's Gerald Gardner is the founder of Wicca, and often he was full of crap. I actually literally wouldn't recommend that en- anybody start with Gerald Gardner's actual books like that that should be something you read years into your practice because uh frankly, other people wrote better sourced stuff, and so when you read. Those other authors, you should be able to. Um, even though, like, I, I think there is some value into going back into like a the Gardner's books for an experience, which to really understand, like, where certain ideas came from, you need to have a solid bullshit meter first. And so, yeah, it's. And I, again, I think the first step to doing that is a book like Drawing Down the Moon because it's it's very well sourced, well researched, and Adler was always willing to admit when she didn't necessarily have the best information or didn't couldn't go further with something. and so um, if if you're gonna pick one book to read, that's that's the one for me um, before you start down any form of of religious study for witchcraft. Um, yeah and so so that that's gonna leave us with one final major category. Uh, secular Witchcraft. Well, well, again, while the name, as I said, is, is fairly recent, this kind of practice has been around forever. Now, I'm a Wiccan, so the idea of doing some form of magic without a divine connection is honestly really weird for me, but if there's anything I've learned over the years, it's that just because something's unnatural for me doesn't mean there's anything wrong with it or that it might not be natural for you. Like... I also don't understand anyone who enjoys playing the card game Bridge, either. And and so, unfortunately, I'm going to have to approach this this part the way I would explain the card game Bridge. I'm a person who is familiar with the deck of cards. I've seen the rules before. I know people who play Bridge. And there's a good chance I'm going to sound like an idiot and screw this up. So, uh, secular witches, please forgive me if if I do a crappy job here. If if you're listening. Uh, So as I said before, secular witchcraft is a practice of witchcraft without a connection to divinity. You do magic independently of any religious or, I guess, spiritual connection, maybe? Please do not quote me here. I have questions myself, and I'm more nervous about getting things wrong. Honestly, I have to send you about a little bit into the cold here, though. It's... um, Just because I am possibly the worst person to explain this, and... But it's it's really not unlike any other eclectic path at its heart. Um, you find the witchcraft practices that feel best for you and piece together a practice, and that means you've got a lot of places to start. And I don't want to leave you empty-handed. I mean, if this is the road you're taking, you just mostly need a place to 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 start to look for ways to do magic. A book I've been really I've been reading, and I'm I'm not done with it. So maybe there's something wrong in here that I haven't found yet, but I've been reading it and really enjoying, uh, that doesn't take a particular angle towards any form of witchcraft, uh, is Grove Daughter Witchery by, um, and I don't know if I'm going to pronounce his name right, uh, Bree Nick Guerin. Um, it's not going to be the most in-depth book you've ever read, but it's got a lot of basic techniques that can be applied to any practice, and so, um... If anything, a book like that might help a secular witch know what they want to research further. It's It's got a lot of uh, basic stuff. Otherwise, again, for building a secular witchcraft tradition, you have to ask yourself, what do you want to do? Do you want to get into, you know, tarot, divination? Are you just looking for spells? It's there. What you should be doing is not afraid to look at other traditions and um, and... And by traditions, I, I mean any open traditions that are okay with people borrowing stuff and find what works best out of those and, and, and adapt it to yourself. Um, I think Grove Daughter Witchery is a good place to start so far. I mean, I've been enjoying it. Um, but, yeah, it's it, it's really hard. It's, it's really hard. And that was probably not super helpful in, like, any way and i'm sure there are better resources but that's that's what i could pull together for this episode it is it is you know i will tell you like if you want if you want me to find you books from beginner wicca like i'm i am there i can i can help piece together resources um but it's it's so it's so hard to to really look up anything else now um I guess, I guess really what, what the goal here is, is that, and I know like is to develop a critical eye and then take in as much as possible. And I like to use that year and a day frame that it does come from, you know, that, that Wiki uses just to say like, you, you are putting together the dough, man, and you are trying to bake. You, you don't know what you're going to be yet. And so you should give yourself time to process and learn, um, before committing to anything. It's like part of the whole point of witchcraft is constantly learning, constantly reading, constantly like taking in new stuff and adapting to it. And that, I think that's, I think that's a core part of witchcraft. And so like to send you out with the advice, go read a bunch of books like it sounds dismissive, but I think it's the most helpful advice there is because reading a bunch of stuff, like read a bunch of books, go to go to Witch Vox and read essays by people of dubious merit. <laughs> like, don't take everything you ever read as as writ, as wrote, as like the authority. But but look at these perspectives from other witches. See how they practice. See what they do. And and just learn from it, and just take in what you can. It's and all of these practices, like from from obviously religious. There's a line between religious and secular witchcraft, but uh, like from religious and folkloric and secular, like the way you practice, like these things can bleed together. A traditional witch may also have a secular practice. A secular witch may decide one day they want to include divinity in their craft. A religious witch. May just up and switch religions or anything, and and all of that's okay. Our craft is an evolving thing. the The important thing is to keep looking for new information and to learn. You know, it's we it, we need to learn as much as possible to really do this. So again, it's I was told that go read a bunch of books wasn't helpful. But that is helpful man you, you literally and, and I know that it's not helpful when you don't know what books to start with and so that's why I've given you a couple I've given I've given you the, the books the, the three books that I've really mentioned in here one is Wicca specific but then the other two the drawing down the moon is is if I was going to pick one book to hand a beginner drawing down the moon is it every time because it begins a path of learning of ex- explanation and then you can go out and you can dive into more and you know hopefully if this brief episode has done anything it's to help you know where to begin down any of these paths maybe it's helpful to know where to start and hopefully I've given you a little bit of guidance or maybe I've just rambled on for like over 20 minutes and left you more confused than ever in any case this is a conversation Uh, Let me know what you think. Again, this whole episode started out because someone said something to me on social media. You can always contact the show. Um, There's a contact form at bs3witchcraft.trhonline.com, the official page for this podcast. Or you can find me on social media. On Twitter, I'm uh, traegorn, T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N. On Tumblr, I'm at uh, traegorn.tumblr.com. Or you can find the show on Facebook, at Facebook slash BS Free Witchcraft, and remember, if you want to support the show, you can contribute to my Patreon at patreon.com/traegorn. slash uh, But no matter what, uh, I'll talk to you guys in in a month about something else. And uh, hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving. Uh, I don't know if mine's been good or not yet because I'm recording this the weekend before this episode comes out. Um. And I hope you all have a happy Yule, and uh, or whatever holiday you do or don't. Just have a have a good have a good month. Just whatever. Just just enjoy yourself. Do the things you like and are acceptable in your own personal set of ethos and morals, as long as you're not hurting other people. That's I yeah. There's no tag after the end theme this episode, (laughs) because I don't have any outtakes, uh, have a good one, guys.